podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the March edition of the Dan Chronicles newsletter. It's the audio version of the email newsletter I send out every single month, and you can get it on my website, danb.org, Dan's with two N's, or at danberg.substack.com. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, please do. Uh, and if you're in the newsletter and you're listening to this, feel free to subscribe to the podcast or don't. I don't really care. Um, yeah, if you got my last newsletter or listened to my last podcast, you know that I was laid off last month, early last month while on vacation. Crazy stuff. Uh, and I've just kind of been taking this time to really meditate on my future career options and what I really want to do with my life. Um, and whether that's more of the same or whether that's some sort of big career change. Uh, and you know, I mean, I've had several big career changes in my life, uh, more than the average person, I would say that I've kind of jumped around a bit. Uh, and there's been certain points where like, I've, I've kind of thought strategically, like maybe I shouldn't share this bit of information. Um, for example, like as I'm growing as a, an engineer in the technology world, maybe it doesn't make sense to talk a lot about my English degree, right? Which is completely in a different topic. Um, or maybe it doesn't make sense to talk about how I spent several years after graduating uh, in retail. Um, but I, I've always like tamped down that voice telling me not to talk about that in favor of just sharing it because i think those sort of details uh, and the fact that i have made big career change moves make me who i am today and and make me a stronger candidate in whatever field and and i'm very fortunate enough to have found myself into tech uh, and tech is really all about um being able to prove that you know what you're doing rather than having any sort of like degrees or anything. And I've been able to have the work track record and the the connections and, and the ability to prove my knowledge in conversation and in practice for all of this technology stuff. And that allows me to uh, have career options um, despite having an English degree rather than a computer science degree and so on and so forth. Um, so I, I recognize that I'm very lucky to have that and as a result, I, I share it very loudly because I want to encourage other people who might not be in the career that they want to be to push for those changes. Because I remember when I was at Hugo Boss and I was selling suits, one of my regular customers was a Google employee. And I remember helping him a few times and being like, I really want to get into tech. Like that is the direction that I want to go. I don't want to be selling suits to this person. I want to theoretically be this person. And I just kind of like had that goal in my head. Uh, and a decade later, I was able to kind of do that. Um, not necessarily working for Google, but definitely interviewing for Google, interviewing for for other big companies. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about what my next career move is. And I don't have anything to announce publicly yet, but I will soon. Uh, so, so pay attention to my newsletter or if you're on my LinkedIn to my LinkedIn or, or whatever it is, cause I have exciting news coming in this area and I can't wait to share it with you. It's, it's exciting. Now it's time for the stories. The very first thing I share in my newsletter this month is Tim Urban, Tim Urban's new book. Uh, and Tim Urban is the author of the blog, Wait But Why, which if you haven't heard of it, 
definitely worth checking out. There are a few like thinkers and publishers online who I really respect and I really like the way that their brains work. And Tim Urban is one of those people. He is somebody who I just want to support and want to read as much as possible. Him and Scott Alexander and probably Gwern. So those are the three people whose brains I just really enjoy who create content online. So Tim Urban went quiet for about six years and then emerged with this new book. And the book is called What's Our Problem? And it's an exploration of society and kind of how we got to the point where we are today, including uh, electing who we've elected, having um, people on both sides and in different realities in conflict with each other and, and how this thinking functions. Um, and the book starts with a framework for thinking about societies, which is a shortened version of this blog post that he used to have on his blog before he decided to turn the blog post into a book. Uh, and then it dives into society in general and how we got to where we are today. I've read the first couple of chapters, so I will admit I haven't finished it yet, but it is really good and provides a really great framework. My only complaint is that his writing usually is very wordy and it's nice because he explores every single inch of a topic that he explores. And in his book, apparently he trimmed it down by like uh, to a third of what it originally was, which is crazy to me because it's still so freaking long, but it does feel like a short version of his blog. So my only complaint is I want an unedited longer version, despite this book being very long. Uh, it's also very nicely animated, so there's a lot of illustrations. I've been reading it on the iPad, but the iPhone version might be good, like the phone. There is not a physical copy. There's only ebooks, and so this isn't one that I would usually read, or I usually read books on my Kindle. This is not one that I'm reading on my Kindle. I am reading it on an iPad, and I'm enjoying it immensely, so definitely check it out if that sounds interesting to you. I don't know how much time Twitter has left. Uh, I also don't know exactly what's going to take it down, but watching Musk do things like fire people and antagonize disabled people online and watching all of the sort of outages, I, I just don't, I don't think it's going to be around for too much longer. Or if it is, it's going to materially change in the way that it operates and the way that it impacts the world and society in such a material way that it just is the end of an era. It really is. Musk's Twitter is different than the old Twitter. Uh, and I thought the New York Times had a really fantastic article where they talked about the 25 most world-changing tweets. And they take these really famous tweets, and I recognized a lot of them, not all of them, but like I can definitely, they explain the historical significance of each. And I thought it was a really good article that kind of puts into words how influential this site has been both on technology and on culture so if you get my newsletter i link to it it's a new york times article which is usually paid but i do include uh the free gift article so if you click the link in the newsletter you can read it for free and i highly recommend checking it out it's it's a lot of fun especially if you have interacted with twitter in any way over the past decade or so you'll definitely recognize some some activities on there. So I really enjoyed that. 
There's a new true crime documentary series on Hulu that is a version of a story that I first read in 2019. It was a story in New York Magazine, uh, and it was called The Stolen Kids of Sarah Lawrence. Basically, it was about a student at Sarah Lawrence, and her father moved into her dorm with her and all of her college friends and started this sex cult. And this cult went on for a decade, 10 years before they finally were able to arrest the dude and break it down. And and this article that came out in 2019 was kind of the beginning of the end for this cult. But now they picked up the story and they made it into, as I said, a three-part documentary on Hulu. It's called Stolen Youth Inside the Cult at Sarah Lawrence. And it is a wild, wild story. And as I said, the article blew my mind and seeing it in a documentary like visuals is just a wholly different experience. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, They really did focus on how to best tell the story rather than like, I like, I mean that in the way that the director had a lot of say in what information was revealed when, uh, And you might like that, you might not like that, but I will say the second, the end of the second episode was one of those like jump out of your chair and and scream kind of endings. At least it was for me. Uh, And yeah, I recommend it. If you're looking for for something to watch and you kind of want to be disturbed, if you like the true crime genre, definitely check out Stolen Youth Inside the Cult at Sarah Lawrence on Hulu. Oh man, I mean, I feel like so the next story is about artificial intelligence, and it's it's hard to imagine a world that artificial intelligence is not a big part of my newsletter, just uh, going forward now, just given the advancements that were, were in there and how there's exponential advancements in this technology that we're experiencing right now. But the big news and, and what I share in my newsletter is that OpenAI, which is the company that runs ChatGPT, released this letter. Uh, and this open letter is called for addressing uh, artificial general intelligence and beyond. And AGI, artificial general intelligence, is sort of this danger threshold that the people who study the space have identified. And it means that Artificial general intelligence is human-level intelligence and capability in artificial intelligence. And basically, they imagine that that will trigger this exponential growth in IQ that they call superintelligence. So once you have an artificial intelligence that is as smart as a human, then it could start coding and, and working to improve itself in the same way that a human can. And pretty soon, it will be better than a human. So it'll be able to advance itself better than a human can. And all of this like exponential growth until it's multiples smarter and capable than humans. And at that point, it can do crazy things if it wants to. Um, And there's whole arguments about what, like, what does an AI want? Uh, And that largely depends on, on how it's programmed. And that's why we need to be so careful with this. So there's this whole kind of philosophy around artificial intelligence safety that is very real because the dangers are very real. And a lot of it says that you want to be able to uh, take your time with artificial intelligence. So each new leap forward, you want to understand it fully, implement safety precautions before kind of releasing or, or coming to terms with the next one. 
Um, and as of right now, that's not what we're doing. Uh, and OpenAI, which originally started as a nonprofit around artificial intelligence safety and is now the big company pushing forward in this space in a for-profit way, um, released an open letter kind of addressing these concerns and using all of the language that you would want a company to make and saying all of the right things. Um, but Scott Alexander, the one of the other thinkers that I like online, released a blog post that kind of dives into why this is BS and kind of using using the analogy of ExxonMobil releasing a statement being like, we totally understand the environmentalists and we want to advance our company in a way that is good for the environment. And the moment that we think we're going to be irreversibly damaging the environment, we're going to stop and we're going to make all these changes and do all these things and kind of framing it that way and you realize how ridiculous this sort of sounds uh so yeah if you're following the space they're they're interesting an interesting pair of articles to read uh especially as you kind of consider the brand new gpt4 that was just released and i've been playing around with gpt4 and it is I mean, as mind-blowing as they say, this whole technology is really just crazy and has helped me do so much. Like already, I'm like, hey, here's this thing I've been meaning to do, but haven't wanting to to learn a million things to do it. So we're going to help automate a bunch of stuff on my home server. We're going to do X, Y, or Z. And it's been great having a coding buddy. So I've been loving it, but I'm also absolutely terrified. And if you want some idea of why, I've shared a couple of those links in the newsletter. And lastly, I just share a video. It's a TikTok. It's it's a good trend. I don't want to share too much. I don't want to give it away. But if you want to watch a, a funny 30-second TikTok video and you have access to the newsletter, or I guess the show notes, if you're just looking at this in a, a podcast reader, the show notes should have all the links in it as well. Uh, definitely check it out. It's very funny. And that's it for the March newsletter. I really hope you've enjoyed this. If you're still listening, hello, a special thanks to you. And yeah, tell people to subscribe to the newsletter. I'm always looking for more people to to spread the message. And I will see you next month.